Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Happy Tuesday, good people. You're here for another episode of Paper Out. I'm Corey Holmes. I got Ashley Nicole Moss with me, and I got Deshaun Jackson with me. How we doing today, good people? What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? I'm blessed in yourself. Doing good, doing good, man. Good to have you on the show. I know it's been a while. Ashley Nicole Moss, how you feeling? Ashley, I think you're going mute. Am I on mute now? No, 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 we can hear you now. (laughs) I'm good. Listen, I heard um, our power rankings caused quite a stir yesterday. It absolutely did. And yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because DJ, I wanted to ask you, you know, who might have had the best uh, 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 top, you know, top 15 rankings. We got like a a top 15 graphic for you to kind of take a look at and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, now that that definitely caused a a stir. And there was a lot of, you know, news over the weekend that caused a stir too. You know, we had a couple things that happened over the weekend. Well, if we going all the way back to Friday. Ashley, I want to get your thoughts on this. We'll start with the news of the day. But uh, it was like right after the Denver Nuggets, uh, you know, parade, their, their championship parade. Friday, we got the news that John Morant receiving a 25-game suspension. That was crazy. What, 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 how y'all feel about that? DJ, I wanted to ask you too, like, you know, is this fair? You know, was it not fair? You know, did, did, was it deserved? You know, what, do, what are your thoughts on that, uh, on that suspension? Yeah, honestly, I mean, I, I think, you know, when we talked about it a, a few weeks back, I, my prediction was right on point. You yeah, know, I know no last time he got the eight-game eight, eight game prediction, and I, I said he was going to get at least about 25 games um, suspension. So I, I think it's fair. I think, you know, it's this is the second time going through something and he got a, another slap on the wrist. I mean, but I think he hurt. I mean, what I heard is he's losing like 50 million or something like that. I mean, it's, it's a crazy amount of money that he's, he's losing. I don't know if that's accurate, but seven million, actually, heard, that was the number. Oh, okay. Seven, seven million. million. So Cause he, he make, you know, 304 K per game. So that's going to add up to about 7 million. Okay. So I mean, I mean, as far as, you know, when you're a professional, you don't ever want to lose that type of money. Mm-hmm. Any type of millions you, you losing off of something that you did is, is obviously, hopefully it's a learning lesson. I think it's substantial to what I thought 25 games. I think that's fair. And, uh, you know, I just hope he really learns his lesson this time. I hope he, he really sits back and takes time to himself and really works on his issues that he needs to work on. Yeah, yeah. You know, actually, we actually asked, uh, you know, the fans when the news dropped uh, if, what their thoughts were on the situation and whatnot. And actually, a good amount, and I think we have that graphic, but a good amount of people, we had almost over like 30,000 votes, or close to 30,000 votes. And majority of people said that the, you know, that, that the suspension wasn't harsh enough. So I wanted to ask you know what you, ask you what your thoughts on uh you know the suspension was. 
Yeah, so it's interesting, right? Because you would think I can understand the rationale of thinking it wasn't harsh enough because a situation like this um, has happened prior. So it's almost like, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me kind of thing. And I think that a lot of the reason the suspension came down the way it came down was because they offered him an olive branch, you know, a slap on the wrist, like DJX said the first time around. And he kind of went ahead and spit in the commissioner in the NBA's face by doing something similar again. The only reason why I think it wasn't more harsh that it wasn't harsher than that was because he didn't actually commit a crime. Like he didn't do anything illegal. He did something moronic, mm -hmm. but being a moron or having a moronic um, lapse in judgment or doing something moronic isn't illegal. If that was the case, a lot of people would be in jail right now. Right. Mm -hmm. So the reason that that suspension came down the way it did was one, it wasn't illegal Two, then the report came out that it wasn't even a real gun. So really what this suspension is, was you made fun. You basically took the olive branch that the NBA gave you the first time around and you went ahead and basically said, I can do what I want. You guys aren't going to stop me. And this is basically now you made a fool of the NBA suspension. So I can understand people feeling a type of way about it. But the reason it wasn't more severe was because it wasn't actually illegal. He didn't commit a crime. Yeah. So I, I think 25 games was my guess. 25 games is, at, is ultimately what it was. 25 games without pay for something not illegal is a is a long time. That's probably, if I did the quick math, not including his endorsements and things he can't do during the season, mm -hmm. during that part of the season, that's at least $25 million yeah. based on what he makes, you know, with his rookie extension. That's not a slap. That's, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So there's a lesson in there somewhere, hopefully. Um, but that's yeah. 25 games is on par with what I did with yeah. what I thought. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We hope, you know, he learns his lesson. If you haven't yet, um, link is in the comments uh, right now. If you're watching us on YouTube and whatnot, give us your thoughts. The poll is there. Go ahead and, uh, you know, give us a vote. But yeah, no, some more news, guys. DJ, I don't know if he was following this this weekend, but the Wizards, they're trading all-star guard Bradley Bill to the Suns in a blockbuster trade is sending Chris Paul again to, you know, to the Wizards and whatnot. You know, we talked about, you know, the Suns potentially putting him on the trade block and, you know, they made it. They made it happen. Chris Paul said, you know, he learned of the news from his son because he said he was on a plane ride or something like that. Wow. While the uh, the trade was was went well went through rather, but yeah, the Suns received Bradley Bill, jo uh, Jordan Gotwin, Isaiah Todd, and the Wizards received Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and multiple second round picks and also multiple pick swaps. What y'all what's y'all thoughts on this? Um, I just think I know we'll dive into it more in depth later in the show, but I just find with Antoine, but I just find it funny. Two things: one, did the Suns get worse? No. Did they get better? No. Mm -hmm. I just find it funny how we are in an era of basketball that has shown more ways than not that super teams no longer work. Mm -hmm. That throwing three guys together that is an extremely top-heavy offense does not equal a championship. And yet front offices, some front offices rather, are just hell bent on still trying to make them work. I don't know how many example how many different examples you need to show that you need superstar talent and you need depth, Brandon Marshall's favorite word, mm -hmm. um, 
to still win a championship. The Denver Nuggets are a perfect example of that. The Warriors on the teams that KD won with them are a perfect example of that. I don't understand how you can see those examples and see the examples that didn't work, hello, Brooklyn Nets, and be like, we want to build our team like that. Now, yes, DeAndre Ayton is going to be an interesting piece. What happens with him can change the landscape of this Suns team. Mm -hmm. I just think it's interesting that we still are in this era where it's like, let's throw a bunch of guys together and hope it works. It never works. Yeah, Yeah, DJ, you think they can win in in Phoenix with with this lineup that they'll have? It's it's interesting, man, because I, I think last year uh, the Suns kind of disappointed me, man. I I thought you know they was going to compete a lot better at the at the championship, and for me, I mean KD, K, KD is KD, right? You know you you bring Chris Paul, I mean Chris Paul with them, and you think that they're going to make some noise. You got my boy Booker over there. Uh, you know I, I love Bradley Bill. He's a dog. His skill set and what he's able to bring on the, on the court every time he steps on, he's one of them guys. But I'm looking at it now, like, you know, who's going to be their point guard? I mean, obviously, Chris Paul is kind of disappointing because he's, you know, has the injuries, you know, later in the season. So, I mean, I think it, they'll they'll gel together, but I still think it doesn't put them over the top from, you know, Chris Paul exiting and now Bradley Bill coming in. I definitely think they'll compete, but I don't know if it's going to make me feel like they're going to be a championship team. So, uh, with that being said, um, I'm 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 interested to see what they'll do though. Honestly, I I know they need a few more pieces to the puzzle, but you know they do have the big man down bottom, and you know I, I think they're going to compete, but I just don't know if that makes them a championship team. Right. Yeah. Really top heavy. And but and as Ashley has said, you know we'll have Antoine on later to talk. You know to really dive into this conversation more. But um, yeah, Suns really top heavy. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, guys, how about this, right? Michael Jordan, he says he's selling the Charlotte Hornets after 13 years. It was in 2010 when he acquired majority ownership for the Hornets, and it was for the price of $275 million at the time. Well, now he's selling his stake for about $3 billion, and a part of that agreement is that he also will retain minority stake. How about that flip? Actually, like, yo, he made some big money from this deal, didn't he? No, I mean, definitely. And I mean, no shade to the to the Hornets, but they were probably more of a headache than they were Mm -hmm. anything else. I mean, the team wasn't winning. Um, Michael Jordan is not somebody who enjoys losing in any capacity, which is why he bets on insects racing. I mean, this is a guy who, um, you know, wins and wins in every aspect of his life. So I just feel like this team wasn't turning into maybe what he thought they would be. Mm -hmm. And um you know, again, it's an investment and sometimes people invest in things with no interest in, you know, holding on to them for the long term. But I think if this team were winning and this team were a team that had some sort of promise of of uh, a championship or, you know, being a continuous playoff contender, I'd be interested to see if he would have sold it. Um, I don't, I'm a firm believer that he probably would have held on to it a little bit longer, but that's not what this team was. So if you can drop a losing team and make $2 billion, sounds like a good day to me. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that, DJ? Boss moves, man. Jordan's a boss, man. And I I think, you know, kind of to what Yashi said, he came into a situation, you know, not, I don't think he came into it saying, let me invest 275 and then I'm going to turn around and sell it for 3 billion, 2 million, 2 billion or whatever the case may be. So I think this was something that he, he really had passion for. I think, you know, he's one of them guys that off of his name and his career, he he definitely felt like being the owner would be something, a role that, you know, he could fulfill, but 
you know, he's not a loser and I don't see him being a loser. So I guess for him, he's like, you know, let me remove myself, but still be a part of it. Some, mm-hmm. somehow, some shape or form. And, uh, you know, just on to the next, I'm sure we'll look up and see him investing in something else and, <laughs> and looking forward to, you know, hitting big on, on, on another area. So, uh, you know, congrats and, tudo- and kudos to him, man. That's something like athletes like myself, you know, hopefully one day we can get into as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, congratulations to Michael Jordan. Um, and also, congratulations to Lemon Pepper Lou on an incredible career. He retired after 17 seasons. I think, weren't we just talking Don't about him? Don't call last... him that, Corey. He does not like that. <laughs> well, he doesn't like Lemon Pepper Lou. Oh, my fault. My fault. My <laughs> Give him a break. Lou Williams. Congratulations. Lou Williams. <laughs> congratulations to Lou Williams. I wonder what they'll be serving at the retirement ceremony. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he probably like, yeah, no, I don't want to see no Lemon Pepper Wings in my retirement <laughs> ceremony. But uh, no, I mean, great career. They said he has like the most bench points of any player in NBA history. Um, was a dog. He was definitely just a bucket. So I know again, congratulations to him on a great career. And I want to say I think Lou is one of those players that show you like you don't need to be a starter to have a great career, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. yeah. No, like essentially, sure. my man came off the bench and still became a legend. Yeah, right. No, exactly. Yeah, you couldn't have put it any better. Like legend, definitely a legend, Lou Williams. But uh, Ashley, I know you had a, a little piece of news, right? Um. Yeah. Has anyone here been watching Black Mirror? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Black <laughs> not Mirror. this season. I haven't gotten into this season. What? I'm the first two seasons. Okay. Guy. I'm not going to. Well, first of all, who's been watching and who hasn't? Because I'm not going to so, ruin it if no one's been watching. So I watched one episode. I watched the Demon one. It was De- I think it was Demon 79. That was okay. Cra- DJ, have you been watching Black Mirror or no? I don't watch, I don't watch too many shows. Yeah. I don't watch too many. Dang. <laughs> okay. Who in the no. chat has been watching Black Mirror? Has anyone been watching the new season of Black Mirror? Yeah, I know JP's been watching it. One of our producers has been watching it. We mm-hmm. were actually in the production meeting today talking about it. Can I just say, without ruining it, Duh. there are two episodes that like threw me. First of all, Beyond the Sea, I watched it last night with my mom. I was really messed up at the Mm. end. Like I was really just not happy at the end. (laughs) I sat there for about five minutes, just like digesting what I just watched. Um, That's typically a Black Mirror episode for you, though. Yeah, you got to digest <laughs> every episode. Those episodes leave you at the yeah, end. Yeah, no, but some of the episodes this season I didn't have to digest. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that one I had to digest. I sat there and I was like, "Damn, for real!" Like he did them like that. That's mm. crazy. Like mm, mm. that one, Demon Seventy Nine wasn't like mind blowing. I personally didn't like the ending, but I did like that it was like remnant of like old. 70 like horror films if you ever watch like those old school horror movies like um the omen and stuff how it was like tech not technicolor but it was on that like vintagey film type thing i enjoyed that um i did enjoy um lock henry that one was really good the season was actually it's only six episodes i I hate that they come out such short episodes and it takes them like 10 years to drop new seasons but um you guys can watch it on netflix and um yeah let me know what you guys think jonah's awful was pretty wild too mm. that one was pretty wild yeah I, think um, I, I heard bc in the booth talking about that when he said it, yeah it, it, hit, okay. it hit a little too close for comfort because it made me think like that's actually a possibility Ooh. so i don't know a lot of them just kind of made me sit there and was like it dove into jonah's awful was probably the most realistic because it jo- it dove into like Netflix, like streaming, but it mm. also dove into like AI and deep fake and all that stuff that's happening now. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit too real for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if you guys have a chance, check it out. DJ, you have to watch at least one episode and tell us how you like it. 
it's not gonna make sense though. If I just watch one and then I'm no, gonna no, be no. Lost. every episode is different. What up? Every, yeah, every episode, episode is different. Is different. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. a different story each episode. Mm-hmm. So you can literally watch the seasons out of order if you want to. You can watch one and never watch it again. It follows no storyline. Like every I'm episode is its own story. I'm telling you, you're gonna watch you. one and you're gonna yeah. be hooked. That Black Mirror is something different. <laughs> you, if you <laughs> really Mirror like if you're like a deep thinker and you kind of like think about like what technology or how technology is going gonna affect life somewhere down the road i feel like mm-hmm. you'll like it because they explore like basically the black mirror is your phone so like when you shut right. your phone off it's a black mirror so it well, dives mm-hmm. into like Stop. technology and how technology is going to change our life for the worse if we right. don't you know change the way we do things it's actually very interesting Hold if on. like you think it if you're like a technology person, I've actually never had yeah. it breaking broken down to me like that. I think yo, if you was yeah, like your studio, Black Mirror is every device that you own. Yeah. So what? this is a well, it's on right now. Hold on, yeah. this is a Black Mirror. Like no, not a, yeah. it makes complete it. sense. It I never thought about that. Sense, yeah. Ashley just opened that up to me. You're welcome. See, that. this is what I do. I <laughs> also, am, I got I'm a fact. person you want to watch shows with because I dive yeah. into every single episode and I think. And I analyze. Wow, I'm, I'm your that. Netflix buddy. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know that now. Who you? But no, I was yeah. gonna say Ashley has a point. I looked into season one, and uh, Black Mirror has been around as long as Jordan has owned the Hornets. Duh. Like since 2011. Right. Okay. Like this is insane for six seasons. Uh, ironic coincidence. Five man. episodes a season. It took you 11 years to do that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, nah, you make you make. That's a 30 point episodes there. in 11 years. No, nah, you make a point there. You know, but Black Mirror, Black Mirror is a real deal. And like I said, DJ, I definitely got to check that out. Definitely. Yeah, but all right. How about we move on to some football stuff, right? So, like like Ashley said, yesterday we dropped our power rankings. Today, actually, what we're gonna do is give you our way too early NFL season predictions. Um, and Brandon, you know, Brandon's going to share his thoughts there. But before we do that, I, I wanted to, yeah, BC, before we do that, I wanted to throw up our, uh, our top 15 rankings from yesterday. And I want DJAG to tell us who got the most logical top 15 ranking right now. Yeah, yeah, we. I think. Well, I don't think you can see our 15th teams yeah. or whatnot. But DJAG, which one? Which one making the most sense right here? Which one you rocking with? Ooh, them, them letters are small, man. Yeah, no. Off, off the top of my head, you said what's what's the most surprising or who I who do I think? Yeah, which who do which I like? yeah, which top fifteen makes the most sense? Which one are you rocking with? The most um, accurate. Honestly, man, I I, I still I still kind of like the Buffalo Bills, man. Yeah. I, I think the I think the Buffalo Bills uh at at sitting at what they're sitting at number ten. Who's that? Yeah, that's Brandon's. Brandon's got him. Brandon got him at ten. I got him at seven. I I got him at four. Yeah, I, I like I like yours, Corey. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, the Buffalo Bills, they're they're one of those teams where, you know, they're, they're like a, a, a niche, a snap of a finger away, man. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what Josh Allen does this year. I know, you know, the past few years he's been playing at you know, very high level ball. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs over there. I'm 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 really I want to see somebody else do it this year, man. I mean, you know, the Kansas City. Uh, Cincinnati. I mean, obviously, all, all the teams obviously up there are very deserving of it. But you know, I, I, I would love to see what Baltimore does this year. Honestly, right. um, I think I think they 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 have a power ranking team. I think they have like the dream team back when when I was in Philly, when everybody excuse me when everybody was calling us the dream team. I'm excited to see what uh what Baltimore does as well too. But uh, yeah, man, I kind of like the Buffalo Bills, man. I I want to see Josh Allen go go get him a ring, man. I think mm-hmm. it's deserving. Yeah. I tell you what, one thing when I was when I was putting this list together, I was really realizing how good the AFC I think is going to be this year. I, mm. I really do think the AFC is stacked. 
between the AFC, well, I mean, you know, the AFC West is decent, obviously, because, you know, they got the, the Chiefs and whatnot. But we talking about the AFC North and the AFC East. Like, you got so many, in my opinion, so many contenders all in that, in the, between Especially those two Especially the AFC divisions. East. Yeah, AFC yeah. East, I think everybody in that division is a contender. Um, you know, we're going to talk about D-Hop here in a little bit and whatnot, but um, they they can potentially make some moves that, that can, you know, that could turn them into a contender. And then you talk about the AFC North, you got the Ravens, you got the mm-hmm. Bengals. And you know who knows what the what the the, the Browns and the Steelers would be this year. So I see, AFC. I, I see a- Ashley not too sold on them on them Jets, huh? Or the Giants. Uh, I think you're on mute again, Ashley. I yeah. had the Jets at four. Oh yeah, no, she got oh, the Jets. Ashley, what happened, man? Yeah, you, 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 no, you don't like the Giants? Yeah, yeah no, uh, I, I wasn't. No. They didn't make I had top the Jets 15? at four. Now the only reason I put them at four was because I'm really impressed by their defense and obviously Aaron Rodgers. Um. Some people say that's a little bit too high. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm putting too much stock in Aaron Rodgers. But, um, yeah, I don't believe in the Giants. I had the Giants right outside the top 15, truthfully. The only reason I don't believe in them is because I don't think Saquon stays there. Really? Okay. Really? Yeah, and I think that you get rid of Saquon, you lose your entire offense, unless you're going to have Daniel Daniel Jones out there running for his life, which I don't recommend. Right. So... What's your thoughts on the Saquon situation, DJ? Because we haven't asked you about that yet. Man, I have I haven't dove too far into it, but I I know he's still deserving of a deal, right? They haven't got his deal done yet. That, that's what it is, you know, because he hasn't signed the franchise tag yet. He, they have until I believe the date is July seventeenth in order to actually sign him to a long term deal. But people right. are thinking that you know if they don't give him the deal that he deserves, he might you know potentially sit out this year. And you know the Giants without a Saquon Barkley. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to, to Ashley's point, I don't even know if they're really a top 15 team without Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping they get that together, man. He's he's definitely a – he's proven himself, especially after that knee injury. I think he's came back last year and had a phenomenal year. And I think he's still building on that. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely look forward for him to, to get out on that field. If he if he doesn't get on that field, yeah, they're, they're going to be tough, man. They're, they're not going to have no running game. Mm-hmm. And I remember Ashley gave, gave me a hard time because I, I, I told – I told her I kind of liked the Daniel Jones and I, you could win with him. <laughs> she gave me a hard time about that. <laughs> so uh, I, I hope they don't let me down, man. Giants need to get that done, man. So, uh, boy, Saquon, get out there and do his thing, man. Yeah, yeah. But all right, let's get into uh, the way to – Wait, real oh, quick. No, I know we're ahead. talking about um, NFL, but I would like to say, Corey, people think you have the best um, power rankings list, but I want the record to show um, that JP put out a poll – over the weekend uh-huh. <laughs> asking people who had the best NBA takes yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. And I would like the record to show <laughs> that oh, I got man. 81% yeah, of the defi- vote. Yeah, she definitely so blew it out the water. I want in a, a landslide. <laughs> we can go ahead and screenshot that, send that to Brandon Marshall. Oh, um, men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. <laughs> and I am the winner of Jeez. the 2022 2023 NBA season mm-hmm. by a landslide. It yeah. wasn't even close. Yeah, Corey, no, I'm no, actually no. surprised that Brandon beat you. Right? He got 14%. You got 5%. I got five. So I'm yeah. not quite so sure it, what happened there. Dang, so it didn't change. Um, but that's embarrassing. I, just I, I think it was your loyalty. Your loyalty probably messed you up. Is that what it was? It yeah. seems like a biased response was that, every time. I was time. too loud about the heat. 
You were know. riding that heat train a little loud. You know a little what I mean? too much. Yeah, that's all right. Wait, 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 wait till how loud I am when uh when we get Damian Lillard. Yeah, we'll, you're not getting it. We'll, you're we'll not see, getting. We'll Damian, see that. So. Yeah, I'll be, be real. You're loud. keeping Kyle Lowry, all right? Uh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that's all that's happening. Nah, Kyle Lowry. All twenty-one million dollars of him, boy. <laughs> For the hey, mysteries. Take me, take me out, Kyle Lowry. I love you, but I don't know, brother. For the bricks know. that he be building. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But all right, y'all. Let's get into uh, let's get into our way too early NFL season predictions. What, what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm gonna give Brandon the floor to to give his, and then we'll share what ours are. You know, once once he's done. So give the floor to Brandon here. I find that the AFC is a little harder to predict because there's more uh, parity on that side, right? Outside, I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes and you have the Kansas City Chiefs. We can put them and pick them every single year. The Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow having more experience and and more time with his guys, uh, I feel like they're going to be right there. I see the Buffalo Bills sliding a little bit. The Jets is hard for me not putting the jet not put not putting the Jets there. It's hard for me not to put the Jets there because this defense, the run game, and Aaron Rodgers and what they can do through the air. It's just sometimes it's just like. Everything is just like pulling for this one team or this one player. And I feel like that's what's going on with the Jets. It's like it's due season. Galatians 6 9, it's due season for them. The NFC, I feel like it's a little easier. Y'all know like, I love to bet, I love to gamble a little bit. And sometimes I can go out there and be like, you know what? Let me take a shot. Who's going to be that team? Who's going to be that team in the NFC? So when you look at the NFC, I look at it and I say, is this the year the Dallas Cowboys get it done? Is this the year that Ashley and her and her family are sitting there crying and celebrating jo- tears of joy? We did it. Thank you, Jerry. We did it. I don't think it is. But it makes you wonder when you're when you're going through this exercise, Corey Ashley, it makes you wonder. And then you look at the Minnesota Vikings, 13 and 4 last year. You got the assistant coach of the year in, 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 in Flores, Brian Flores. Could he be the X factor to get this team and Kirk Cousins to the biggest stage? And then you have the San Francisco 49ers. Then you have the Philadelphia Eagles. And I feel like that's where, where, where it starts and, and, and ends in the NFC. Mm-hmm. It's with the Philadelphia Eagles – and the San Francisco 49ers, I'm expecting no pushback at all from Ashley, from you, Corey, from anybody in the chat, that this is what's going to happen in the NFC. This is the NFC championship matchup. Way too early to predict. Way too early to talk about. And when this stuff hits, assistant coach of the year, head coach of the year, MVP, D-R-O-Y, O-R-O-Y, man of the year, comeback player of the year. AFC matchup, NFC matchup. Just call me the greatest. (laughs) Call me the greatest. Any pushback, Ashley and Corey? All right, to be honest, I do have a little bit of pushback. So you heard it. Uh, B. Marsh has the NFC Championship being the Eagles and the 49ers. And I think that's, isn't that a, that's a rematch from last year's NFC Championship, right? 
I think, yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah that was. So, um, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this? You, you got the Eagles and the 49ers going back, DJ? Ooh, man. I, I, I like the I like the Eagles. The 49ers, I'm not all the way sold on. I know they have a hell of a team and uh and they they definitely are stacked. Um if, if I had to pick right now, honestly, I, I, I kind of I wanna I wanna see what the Minnesota Vikings gonna do, man. I, I think Kirk Cousins it, it's like a make it or break a year for me, man. Kirk Cousins been playing some some great ball regular season. But I think this is the year for Kirk Cousins to make his splash in the in the, in the playoffs for once, man. I think the past few years he's been there and he's kind of he he's kind of fumbled the ball and not literally fumbled the ball, but fumbled the ball. So I, I'm excited to see what they do. I think they added a few pieces to the puzzle with Jordan Addison, young receiver, and uh, you know from SC. I think you know he's going to help out uh, Justin Jefferson a lot as well too. So uh, yeah, I, I want to see a different team go go this year. Yeah, no, I mean, the Minnesota Vikings, they're definitely going to be explosive on offense. You just hope that the defense, you know, be able to hold up. They can, they can improve on that side of the ball. Um, Ashley, I think you'll be surprised to know who I have going to the NFC Championship. I'm sure you already probably know who I'm going to say just by how I just put that. I, I think you're on mute, but but yeah, I got the is the, Eagles. Is it, is it the Dallas Cowboys? I, I got the, believe it or not, I got the Eagles and the Cowboys making it. I really do think this is the year that the Cowboys put it How's together. How's that going to work, Corey? Huh? How's that gonna work? No, because like, like, cause look, I, like their offense, I, I think they only improved, right? Like they add a guy, um, that Archer. I always forget his Brandon Cook, right? Brandon Cook is that his name? Brandon Cook. Yes. The Archer. Yeah. So they add him. He he's somebody that could take the top off. You have a guy like Ceedee Lamb, right? Um, you know, the Pollard out the backfield. He's you know he can also uh, help in the passing game. I think this it's, it's the it's the. And then you have, you know, a guy like Dak who's just been in the offense for so long. I think also McCarthy now calling plays might help with their offense. And and I, and, I, and they've just been getting better every year. Their defense is the same defense they've had for the last, you know, I'd say three years. A lot of continuity on that side of the ball. I think as a team, they're going to be able to put it together this year. And I mean, in the Eagles, they're the Eagles. So um, I think they'll be right back, you know, where they were last year, you know, to, to get a shot at, at running it back, you know, at least to get into the Super Bowl. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, who, who, uh, who's your NFC I championship? I will say that would be one of the highest rated NFC championship games of no, all time. No, it actually would, though. Like it would be you think it's you think it's a hostile environment when yeah. it's a regular season game. Yeah. You just put a championship on the line. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a bloodbath. But um, I always pick the Cowboys to go to the championship <laughs> game because I am a firm believer in manifestation. Mm -hmm. And one day, if I say it enough, it'll happen. Yeah. So once again, the Dallas Cowboys are going, D-Dak, I see you laughing. Don't laugh. That wasn't yeah. a joke. That's real. Yeah. It's the secret. Have you ever seen the secret? If you manifest it, if you speak it, it will come. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> I am saying... Although that didn't work for me when I kept saying I was going to marry Allen Iverson. That I, didn't oh, work man. out when I was in yeah, didn't work out. middle school, but whatever. Age <laughs> difference kind of worked against <laughs> me there. Um, it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Eagles would be interesting, but I feel like at some point they would cross paths before they would get that far. You think so? Yeah, that that was my only thing. I was just like, it would have to work with how, you know, they're ranked going into yeah. the playoffs and whatnot, and they would just have to knock – all of the teams off. I, I do think That's the game the will be in That's the only thing that I'm pushing back on because I feel like they cross paths at one point. Yeah, like sooner, sooner than the NFC Championship. They yep. usually always do. I feel mm. like they would cross paths in a divisional and not. I don't think one of them would be in a wild card game. I feel like either first round, 
it could be, it could be that I, divisional I feel like they matchup. cross paths eventually. Yeah, it could be that divisional matchup. Um, but yeah. yeah, either way, I think I think the uh, NFC Championship will definitely be in Philly. I think Philly is just going to run the table all throughout the year. In the I'm NFC. going 49ers, Cowboys, manifesting it, putting it out there into the okay. universe. That's what I'm doing. I so could be wrong. I probably am wrong, but I'm speaking it into existence. Interesting. I thought you would at least have the. I thought well, yeah, because you just said that they'll probably cross paths. So all right, 40, 49ers, Cowboys. How, how 49ers, Cowboys. You, 49ers, Cowboys. Yeah. All right. All right. I, mm-hmm. I, I hear you. I hear you. All right. How about we uh, we, we do the um, the AFC Championship? We'll, we'll let Brandon share what, what what he you know who he has going to the AFC Championship. And like I said, here we go. I'm gonna be quick here pay? to continue to yeah, lay the infrastructure, the groundworks to of the makings of. A phenomenal 23-24 NFL season. Before we can pile on top, we got to make sure the infrastructure is good. We got to know where we're going. And I'm telling you guys where we're going uh, is to the AFC Championship. AFC Championship matchup will be Jets versus the Bengals. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets find themselves in a very cool position. I mean, we're talking about records being broken week in and week out. We're talking about complimentary football at its finest. You're going to see the kiss technique implemented. Keep it simple, stupid. Defense is playing so well. So on offense, what are we going to do? We're going to make sure we have a balanced attack. Aaron Rodgers is not going out like that. I'm telling you. So this AFC championship matchup is going to be Jets versus the Bengals. Smoking Joe. Super cool versus the older super cool Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, Joe. You find yourself in another situation where you just don't get it done. Because I have the Jets advancing. I have to. Call it bias. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to say. But the Jets, they're just stronger. No knock on the Bengals and their legendary run they're going to have. But... Defense, offense, you got all those weapons. You have Aaron Rodgers, and you have a run game. The only thing we're looking at is health. So here's your AFC Championship matchup. Way too early to be talking about this, but we're going to talk about it because it's way too early. Any pushback on this, Ashley and Corey? Um. I mean, can anybody can anybody disagree with the Bengals making it to the AFC Championship? Do we all have the Bengals at least maybe going? Yeah, I like the Bengals going. DJ, do you have the Bengals or is it is it a different matchup? Who you got? No, it's a different it's a different matchup. All right, so we're gonna start with you. Who you who you got in the AFC Championship? AFC Championship. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Buffalo Bills. I kind of want to shake it up a little bit. As much as I don't want to do it, I kind of want to do it, man. I, I just want to, once again, I, I want to see something different, man. Mm-hmm. I've played a long time, 15 years in the league. I just want to see something different. I'm going to go Buffalo Bills. I'm going to go Baltimore Ravens. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's an AFC matchup we haven't seen in my lifetime. That'd be nice. <laughs> Ashley, who you got? You got the Bengals and who? I would actually really like to see Bengals and Chiefs, but once again, I feel like they're going to cross paths. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm gonna go Bengals Ravens. Mm. Bengals okay, Ravens. So same same pick. No, um, Buffalo, right? He had Buffalo Ravens. Buffalo Ravens. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go Bengals Ravens. 
Yo, and you know I'm going with the Dolphins, man. It's going to be the Dolphins and Bengals. I was going to say the Dolphins, too. I ain't going to lie. I was going to say the Dolphins. <laughs> you know Yo, what? I ain't Dolphins, mad at that. The Dolphins are loaded. I'm They're actually loaded. feeling like I have to go against my, my normal and go Cincinnati and Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's just too much I going just, for Miami I right really now. like Miami. It's just Tua for me is the question mark. Yeah. Yeah, Tua is the big. If, so if Tua was a quarterback, you did now. I know people will say, "Well, he's healthy right now," but there's a long season, it's and so I hard. just always have my breath. My breath is. I'm always holding my breath for Tua. Like mm -hmm. every time he does something spectacular, I'm also waiting for something like not good to happen. Mm -hmm. Not in his skill set, just in the way that he's protected to go ahead and lead this team. Now I know. Coach McDaniel said that he, they did make a lot of adjustments and they're going to make a lot of adjustments to protect him next season. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that is the case because he cannot sustain another major injury. No, he can't. Um, can. But I would say if Tua wasn't my biggest question mark, which is the reason also in the power rankings, I had them lower than I normally would have had them. Mm -hmm. um, health permitted, I 100% think the Dolphins can go to the championship game. Yeah, no, 100%. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, and if we're being honest, yeah, if we go back to college and whatnot, he dealt with injuries. But between, you know, his rookie year and really last year, he he, he remained healthy for the most part. Yeah. But we talk about concussions, so that's obviously why we're so concerned for him. But a healthy Tua, like I said, the Dolphins, they're loaded. And, and you know, I had mentioned continuity uh, for for the Cowboys and whatnot. The Dolphins, they've, they, they've had the same guys. And all, all they've done is just added superstars. Mm -hmm. A guy like uh, 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 Jalen Ramsey. Right, you add a guy like um, um, Bradley Chubb on the defensive side, and then you know we we got Tyreek Hill. This is another year of him to be in the office. He actually had said uh, two weeks ago to, to media that last year he was kind of just running around, right, and learning the offense on the fly. And he feels that going into this year, he's a lot more confident. So you got a guy like Tyreek Hill, Jalen yeah. Waddle, and you also you know add a, a chosen Anderson to the equation. That's a track meet on the offensive I side got, of the ball. I, I, I got a question, too, man. Mm -hmm. I, I'm curious, man. Is, is this the year we see from Lamar Jackson? I mean, he, he has all his weapons, right? He has yeah. all the receivers. He has the big targets. Is this, is this the year we see Lamar Jackson get back to the MVP race and finally take that leap? I tell you what, this is the most explosive offense so. he's had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what were you going to say? I that? think also when you're playing with a different level of clarity meaning you don't have that contract monster mm -hmm. constantly in the back of your head and you're not constantly being asked about it and you can really just focus on football yeah. he got a deal he got one of the wide receivers that he wanted he's got a nice offense they're tailoring once again the offense to not only get better but once again around him i think it's a different level of clarity i think it's a different level of just calmness um, and I think it's also a different level of pressure. He knows that now there are no other, there are no excuses. You got everything you asked for after just a tumultuous situation. Now it's up to you to do the work. And mm -hmm. if you don't do the work and you don't go ahead and um, excel in that capacity, there's going to be a lot of questions about you and there are going to be questions that are right. There are rightfully asked rather. So mm -hmm. um I think that he, I think it's going to, we're going to see a different season from him for sure. That's yeah. just what I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I agree. thinking two I agree. seasons. Say it again. I'm thinking two seasons. You think it'll take two seasons? Because the second half, the latter of what Ashley said, like mm -hmm. everything's in place now. Mm -hmm. So your nerves are going to actually be 
like more in front of you. You're going to think about everything now. Mm -hmm. I, that's how I look at it. So I think it's actually going to be two years just so you could get used to everything. Mm -hmm. um, the new receivers and then that second year, hopefully we still got a healthy OBJ. And yeah. then I think that's the takeoff. Honestly, unfortunately, OBJ, I think he only signed a one-year deal. So He's he only one that. year, but I don't yeah. think Tua gets nerves. I mean, Tua, I don't think Lamar gets nerves. No. I think Lamar just goes out there and he plays football. Like, I don't think he genuinely, there are just some guys that you think like, okay, the nerves are going to get the best of him. He's going to go in there. He's going to be questioning. I think Lamar's just going to go out there and play football. Yeah, like, I don't think he's, he's questioning himself. Football. I don't think he's going to question sure. his passes. I don't think he's going to question whether to run, whether to stay in the pocket. He's just going to go out there and do what he always does, and that's play football. And I don't know think, that, I can't yeah. see Lamar questioning himself. Yeah, and know that now mm -hmm. he has even better weapons to do that with. Now yeah. he can just play ball. So, yeah, so nah, I mean, yeah, like DJ, you make a good point. I think they could definitely make a run, you know, make a run through, the, you know, through the playoffs and make it there. So, I mean, honestly speaking, you know, Lamar Jackson, that's the home team right there. So I'm rooting for him. You know, if the Dolphins don't make it and I get to, you know, root for a Lamar Jackson, I'm all for it. So, Corey, you're from Baltimore? No, no, no. Lamar Jackson is from Broward County. Oh, I, yeah. I thought you were, I thought you were yeah. talking about the home team, meaning nah, like the team he plays for. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. If, that went over, if that went over like a couple people's heads, I'm sorry. But yeah, Lamar Jackson is from the home team. He, he is from Broward sure. County, Florida. So I'm Straight always going to root for the home team. I mean, yeah, DJ, you know how it is. You always going to root for the LA guys, right? No, nah, for sure. Straight Florida, dude. Yeah, now nah, to, to touch on that a little bit too, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see because, you know, they got T. Martin in the quarterback room with them. They brought in uh, – uh, Dang, what's the top monk in the offensive coordinator got Greg Roman out of there. So Roman, yeah. I mean, if, if this if any year is the year, I think this is the year. I mean, I think all the excuses, all the, you know, fans was heavy on Greg Roman, fire Greg Roman, fire Greg Roman chant, and now he's gone. So you got Todd Monk and came in there after he did some great things. Um, where Georgia. was Todd Monk in the Georgia? Where was he? Georgia. Georgia. Mm -hmm. He turned their, their I wouldn't say he turned them around, but he actually, you know, implemented a good offense over there too. So yeah, I, I'm definitely Rooting for him, I think. Like like Ashley said, I think Lamar is one of them guys. He plays backyard football. He's going to go out on the field. He's going to make his plays. He's not too pressed on what the defense does. And one thing I would say after playing with him last year, he really got the heart and desire to really ring. He don't care about nothing else. He just wants to win. Win a ring. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the Red. Like I said, that, that AFC, man. The AFC is going to be fun to watch. What's that? What one? kind of year do you guys think it's going to be? 50-50 throw run, 60-40, 70-30? Like, I really, with I, these new targets, like, what do yeah. you think this new version of Lamar looks like? No, I really think he has the best statistical year of his career. Like, I think he throws Bad. for the most yards, at least up until this point in his career, for sure. And I say I best statistically, that, I don't think he'll run for as much and whatnot. But he's still going to do his thing. He's still Lamar Jackson. He's still going to use his legs. Yeah. Really? See, I disagree with that. I think you're still going to see more run than pass from Lamar. Really? Mm. Um, I think when he That's passes, they're going to be – I think when he passes, they're going to be long passes. They're going to be spectacular passes. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that you're going to still see Lamar choosing to run before he chooses to pass, unless it's like a wide open pass, a short pass. I just think it's in his DNA. It's just how he plays the game. Like he is just a quarterback who, if there's even a little bit of space and a little bit of coverage on his receiver, he's always going to take the option to run the ball himself. It's just who he is. Mm -hmm. Um, do I think it's going to be as drastic as it's been in the past, like a 70, 30? No. Um, but I think if we weighed the percentage, I think the percentage would still lean towards in favor of him running more than passing more. So you thinking what, like 60, 40, like 60 run? I don't think pass? it'll be that. I mean, maybe 60, 40, I would say like 55, 35. Like, I don't Dude, think it's going to be a drastic. 
uh, a drastic difference. <laughs> Wait, 50, they got, that, on, that, they got on, they got on your math. Yeah, it's all good. We, oh we my get god! Listen, y'all, I was not. Yes, yeah, so we math. all make mistakes. God bless it's calculators. That is not my strong suit. What number? What percentage was that? You said fifty-five, thirty-five. What total is that? Is this ninety percent? Oh my bad. My bad. What's the extra ten? Is he kicking? I'm having flashbacks to something. I think. I think. I think honestly, and. uh you know, this is just my perspective on it. Let's not forget, man, the Baltimore Ravens, man, offensively, hey, they're stacked, bro. They got the tight ends. They yeah, got the running back, Gus Bradley. They got uh, DK, I mean, or JK. JK, yeah. You know, they, yeah, like, let's not forget, like, they're still a run-first team. You know what I'm saying? Now they got all these weapons. They got Flowers. They got the the, the, the receiver coming in. They got Odell. They got uh, El- Nelson Aguilar. I mean, they got some – Heavy hitters, but I don't think the system is going to change that much. I think it's still going to be a run first offense and then play off of that. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be their key. And I think they have some crazy weapons on the outside to play it perfectly how they need to play it. So as long as they don't, oh, we got all these weapons outside, let's go pass first. You got to establish the run game first. You establish the run game first and everything else is going to be open. It's going to be wide open. That sounds like 70-30. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking too much like a Madden sure. player. Like Madden, I'm going to be throwing that ball. It's not realistic, <laughs> man. Let's implement this run game first, man, and then everything else is going to play off it. You got to think, they're going to they, they're gonna have to account for Odell regardless. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to have at least one, two, not one. I'm going to say you're going to at least have to have two people on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this the Odell we're used to, you know, right. when he was – playing at a high level so right. uh, yeah we're excited yeah. for that man. yeah no, no, 70 30 i know that's 100 70 percent run that's what andrew said but i just know it equals 100 <laughs> no but i'm yeah. saying are you saying 70 percent run or no you no, saying no, no. Pass? i'm not saying that oh, okay right. no i think that'd be kind of crazy i i i'd lean towards a 60 40 or honestly i'd lean towards 50 50 yeah, because sure. he got so much new weapons now. He could try out different stuff. Yeah, um, I was just looking at some stats here. His his actual uh, rushing yards have gone down every year since 2019, from mm-hmm. 1206 to 1000 to 767 to 764. Mm-hmm. So this is actually the trajectory is lining up for him to actually throw more. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? He has more weapons around him, so he doesn't mm-hmm. have to risk the injuries anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, but like D. Jack said, I think we'll see a lot of play action, right? I mean, because. 55 yeah. 45. Yeah. <laughs> look at her. She on one now. Look. Yeah, we yeah. know you got your <laughs> man, bro. You good. Right. You over there with a calculator. No, no, no. Nah, 55 45 <laughs> probably actually makes you, the most sense. You know what this reminds <laughs> me of? The St. Sure. Louis Rams. Remember that early offense in <laughs> the early 2000s? I mean, well, they were. They yeah. weren't much on. Well, they had Marshall Fox. They threw, so the, like, they threw the rock, though. You talking about like the greatest a lot. Tory Holt. They threw the rock. Yeah. That's who they remind me of right now. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I'm 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 super excited to watch the Ravens next year. But all right, we got to move on to the, our Super Bowl predictions. So we're gonna we're gonna let Brandon share you his, and then we'll we'll come back with ours. And like I said, Jets advance. NFC on the NFC side, I got the Eagles advancing. Jalen Hurts is just special. I just feel like it's so simple the way they do things. And they can just go out there and, and play as fast as possible. And so here it is, the Super Bowl matchup, what everybody's been waiting for. Who's going to be in Las Vegas? Who's going to be staying at the wind? Who's going to be staying at the MGM? Who's going to be off the beaten path? What fan base is going to be where? Who's bringing who? Where are we partying? 
What circus are we going to see? This circus right here, the biggest one in town. February, Las Vegas. The Eagles versus the Jets. Green on green. What are they going to do? Who's going to wear the green jerseys? Who's going to wear the white jerseys? Who's home? Who's away? But I do know this is the Super Bowl matchup. I do know the Jets is going to win. Mm. And then we're going to be left with one question, Ashley and Corey. Do we run it back or does Aaron Rodgers retire? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Let's discuss. What's your score prediction? We're not there yet. It's way too early for that. Oh, you don't, you don't got a score prediction? Way too early for that. There we go. All right, he says he knows the Jets are winning the Super Bowl. Come on. Come on now. Like, well, like who, who we got in the Super Bowl? DJ, I'll start with you. Oh, man. Put it on me, huh? I'm a, they I'm a, say I'm a drug test be Marsh. I can't, I can't do it, Ashley. As much as I want to throw you a, a alley oop and a, do it. Come on, no, give me I'm one. No, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. It's just something about DJAC that they can't pick a cow. I ain't gonna disrespect that. That's him, great. Can't, can't pick a cow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Eagles. I'm gonna take my Eagles NFC, and I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Buffalo yeah. AFC. Eagles. And I'm gonna say, and I'm, and I'm gonna say Eagles gonna win it all. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Ashley, Damn, you, Ashley you, you straight over there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my Eagles, man. You think you're going to two-peat. Is that what I'm hearing? I'm taking my Eagles all oh, wait, the way, no, man. You can't two-peat. I forgot you guys didn't win last year. No, season. they didn't win last year. You know, we should have, but we don't live off. We don't live off should have, but this the year that the Fly Eagles fly. We, we bring the Fly Eagles fly back this year. You know what I'm saying? Right. We on that. So, yeah, I'm Ashley, going my who, Eagles. Who you got yeah. in the Super Bowl? I, obviously, it's not the Eagles. Like, nah. <laughs> let's put that out there. Right. Um, I'm gonna go Bengals, and I'm gonna go Cowboys. Hmm. Oh my Bengals, Cowboys. Because it's so called manifestation. Say. Once That's again, cliche. we're at the it's manifestation tree. You know what? Why we manifesting? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm manifesting is Cowboys and the Giants. They ain't won. They ain't won since the nineties. They ain't won since the nineties, bro. You know That's she all right. got it. Hey, the Giants style. You haven't heard? Oh my gosh. You sure you don't want the Giants to win? Come on, Ashley. I would literally rather anything else happen than the so Giants. The Eagles, so the Eagles could win before the Giants? Come on, Ashley. The lesser of two evils, yes. go with the Giants. Yes. yes. Only because Devontae Smith is a good friend of mine, so the Eagles winning means he's 1-1. The Giants... No, I can't. I can't, no I can't do it. I can't do it. Damn, man. I actually hate the Giants. What the Giants did to you? I so, can't do it. So you actually got it. so you actually got the Cowboys beating the Bengals though in the Super Bowl? I don't. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you got it. You're not manifesting. You're not manifesting, Ashley. Ashley, you're not manifesting. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. I do. I'm weak. I do. <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> um, yo, Corey, a fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about. I don't know about no Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. I got the Eagles and the, the Bengals. Dolphins, Corey, come on. No, no. I actually got the Eagles and the. I'm realistic, so I actually got the Bengals going. I think. I think they'll edge the Dolphins, and of course, if the Dolphins make it, then of course I'm a happy camper. But um, no, I think the Bengals and the Eagles make it, and, and I think the Eagles. I think the Eagles top the top the Bengals. Um, 
I think this is just I think the Eagles the Eagles are hungry, right? They're coming back with the same exact team for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah. They might have just added some more on the defensive side of the ball. Everybody on the offensive side is now heading into to year two with each other and whatnot. I mean, for some guys it's been longer than that. The Eagles, they they they're well, we got we got Swift, we got Swift at running back too. Don't forget oh about Swift. God, they got Swift. They got DeAndre Swift. Got, yeah, like, like if do, you ask me, will, if you ask me, I will say from, though from that listen, the Eagles they brought a lot of people back, um, basically the whole team back, and they got much and better. I mean, to the point, oh, we still got were, Jason. We still got Jason Kelsey at center. Right. No, like, on, I, right. yeah, I mean, listen, they brought Lane Johnson. I can keep going. Brandon Graham, Fletcher. We got the we got the whole Georgia defensive line, like linebackers, like every like everything. We're the the Georgia Eagles. Yeah, honestly, honestly, the Georgia Eagles. I will say though, that's very hard to do in football. They mastered that. Also, they drafted very well. Um, Howie Roseman, come on, Howie Rose. They're they're gonna be they're gonna be a tough team. They're they're definitely gonna be a tough team. I said this at the beginning of you know when we were talking about two early predictions. I personally believe. No offense to fan, actually offense. I don't really care. Um, I think the division comes down to the Cowboys and the Eagles. I don't think that anybody else really is competition. I think that they're going to be watching each other's schedules. Um, I think that they're going to be watching closely when they have to play each other. Those games are going to be must wins. It's really going to come down to those teams. The commanders are in disarray. They don't even own their name. Um, and the Giants don't know if they're going to have their running back, which is who's responsible for a big chunk of their offense. The division really is for the Cowboys and the Eagles to slug it out, win the games that they're not playing each other, win the games that they are playing each other. Um, that's really those are the teams that I feel like are really going to be the only reason that the NFC East is, you know, to watch the NFC East. Can I I be a little messy? (laughs) Go ahead. I wanna. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, man. It's crazy how no one's talking about the uh, L.A. Rams, man. And not only the Rams, but like, what what about Seattle? Like, is is Geno in the talks either? Like, no. We're we're, we're forgetting about the NFC West a little bit. I, I just kind of. I mean, because the Rams was the talk to talk two years ago. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, well, like, how... well, yeah. That's why I want to ask. You, you you do have confidence in the Rams? You think if they no. if they, yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I don't think, I, I don't think the, Rams. the Rams are gonna be any good. Yeah, no. I ha- I have a little more confidence in Seattle than I have in the Rams. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I I'd agree. But I feel that. like I but I feel like the Rams are one of them teams where it's like they're almost like a sneaky team. Like you can't just forget like Aaron Donald's not like single handedly one of the best. I don't even say one of the best. I think the best. The best. Say the best. Yeah. yeah, the best defensive player of all time. I know we have some oh, arguments oh, here. I didn't know you were going to say all time. I thought you were going to say in the league right now. I mean, bro, like all pro. Like I mean. What out of he ten years? What he had eight, eight or nine? Right. All pro, I mean, yeah, yeah like right. I think that's a conversation. Argument there. It's a conversation. Yeah, I mean Lawrence Taylor. I mean you have you have a few names that could go in there, but I'm I'm just saying like at any given time, I know their their team isn't as stacked as as they were when they won a Super Bowl, but I, I just I just like to throw some messiness out here and there. But I, I definitely think the NFC West. Obviously, you know you you hear Frisco, the talk of the town, all the time, but. A year or two ago, I mean, not a year, say just two years ago, it wasn't really like that. So I'm just curious, what do y'all feel about, like, the Rams and Seahawks? Like, are y'all just not, I, not so I think, I think the Seahawks will be decent. Um, I think you, I wouldn't be surprised if you see them in the playoffs, even the wild card. Um, I think Geno, DK, who's that other guy they have? Um, Lock, Walker. Locker. Walker. Locker's still there too, right? 
I believe so. Yes. Walter, yes. Who? Yes. Oh, you talking about Tyler, the running back? Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Tyler yeah. Lockett. Lockett. That's um, that's the other receiver. And no, the guy that I'm really gonna be high on this year is Jackson Smith and Jigba, the rookie. I think he's going yeah, to, the rookie. He receiver, might campaign yeah. for, I think for have, offensive I think rookie they have a, I think they have a nice little squad. Obviously, you have to worry about San Francisco always. Um. I think, like I said, they got Seattle. Bobby Wagner. They got Bobby. They got Bobby Wagner back. Yeah, you don't they, think they he's, he sells it for him? He's yeah. for who? The the, the Bobby Seahawks Wagner. defense. I mean, I think yeah. He, he no does sells defense. it for who? The the Seahawks. No, I'm just saying the Seahawks. He's back. I mean, is he? I is think he... the Seahawks will be a playoff team or a wild card team. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. I don't think they're going to be a complete like dismissal. I don't think they're a team that is going to be just. You know, when you play them, you're like, oh, this is an easy one. I think they're they're a team that's going to win football games. The Rams, I think, just don't – outside of Aaron Donald, who's left? Jalen Ramsey so Matt, gone. Matt, Matt Stafford's not – I mean, you know – Who's you know, he look, throwing to? Cooper, Cooper Cup can't catch everything with one guy. I mean, you, you got Tutu Atwell. You got, uh, you got my boy Van Jefferson. I, I, I just don't think there's enough there. I think that this is shell – is a shell of a team. From what, about Sean, what about Sean McVay? I mean, they was talking about him as being the best coach in the NFL. Listen, if they, they signed D-Hop, then, then I, could, I could start considering <laughs> the Rams. They, they so is, it, is, it, is it safe to say it's over for Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams? I don't think it's over for Sean McVay as a coach. I just don't. I think in with. terms of turning water into wine, I don't, I think we saw that trick already. They they already won the Super Bowl. When, you know what I'm saying? I don't with. think that he can do it again, especially not with this Rams team. I just don't think there's anything there. Yeah. Um, I just think this Rams team is kind of, for me, when we did our rankings, I had them at the bottom, like the bottom of the barrel. Like I just so don't what if, think they're So what if, they beat your, what if they beat your Cowboys? Do y'all play them this year? They're not going to beat the Cowboys. <laughs> he said, he said I'm just saying. Them. So if they, if it's, is it safe to say if they beat your Cowboys, then your Cowboys are just like, <laughs> they're not hey. going to beat us. So I'm not going to have to have that conversation with you. I would be very surprised if they beat the, if uh, they beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys going one and sixteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> one and sixteen. All right. Well, look, those are our I ways. I know you're not early. talking, Andrew. Like, <laughs> hey, man, I got to do the team, most, bro? man. The, the team, Giants Andrew? gotta know I'm out here, man. He oh, like the Giants, Giants. Damn, like, the Giants. What the hell? Twenty years go back strong. To New Jersey. Don't talk. <laughs> I go back to New Jersey. Hey, Arlington, holds your stadium. That's all I'm gonna say. That's because we had we needed a bigger one. That's what happens when you're a billion dollar franchise. You wouldn't know about that. <laughs> hey, hey, go hey. win something, man. We're Winning number, we're number one, tell baby. Them, you gotta tell if you're us, not we first, you last. The time There's a reason we're the richest. That's why we needed a bigger stadium. Jerry's World couldn't be held in that in that situation. You don't even own your own stadium. You share one. <laughs> we <laughs> getting there, Ashley. We getting there. I'll share lockers too. It. What happens? Oh they just God. slap different names in the lockers oh when when it's a Jets game. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna step in and save you. I'm gonna step in so and save cute. you. I'm gonna step in and save you. I'm gonna step in and save you. Those were our way too early NFL season predictions, everybody. Hey, DJ, before you go, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, on DeAndre Hopkins and whatnot, right? So this past, you know, a week ago, um, he he visited the New England Patriots, and the weekend before that, he visited the Tennessee Titans. Um, but right now, he says he's in no you know no rush to make a decision. So I wanted to you know put you in his shoes, like you're you're D Hop. Are the Tennessee Titans and the Patriots really the best options you have right now? Or do you wait it out to, to, to you know, I mean, he sat here on our platform and said he wants to be a part of a contender. You know, are the Tennessee Titans and the Patriots a contender? You know, people may argue, you know, the the, the, uh, the opposite. But, um, you know, what, what, what would you do if you're D-Hop? I, I think it's, it's safe to say. I mean, Tennessee Titans, they've been contenders. Um, Mac Jones, 
I mean, Bill Belichick, I mean, I, I, w- I would, I would kind of say they're somewhat of a contender. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't exit them two teams out. Now, if, if I was D hop, I would wait a little longer. I mean, uh, I wouldn't be too sold on them two teams. If I want to go to a top contender, yeah. I wouldn't say the Tennessee Titans and the Patriots are a top contender, but I think they are contenders. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, I, I honestly, I would wait it out for a little bit, man. I wouldn't rush it. It's still early. I mean, we're still in summer. We haven't even got to training camp yet. I think, you know, once you get into some training camp uh, practices, you know, injuries always pop up and, uh, you know, you don't wish that on nobody, but a lot of these teams, you know, obviously going to go through injuries. You know, you got the preseason. He still has some time, man. If, if if I was him, I mean, financially, I think he's set. I don't think it's a, a financial issue. I think he really wants to win. I think he really wants to contribute to a team that can really make some noise in the later season, part of the season. So for D-Hop, man, yeah, just take your time, man. Just work out. Stay on your game. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see the D-Hop, man, because the past few years we haven't really seen the D-Hop that we're used to seeing. So, uh, you know, for him, he really needs to – partner up with the uh, with the great quarterback and uh you know do his thing so i yeah. think he still got some time yeah yeah you know i mean actually we've talked about this topic a lot anything to add there oh, i think no i mean i hope that he would go someplace that you know he's going to win mm-hmm. um but if that's not going to override for him the money that could be on the table for a team that may not be a contender I just want him to go someplace that he's going to, at the end of the day, be happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, you can want what you want for a certain player. We've had this conversation about Dame. We've had this conversation about other players. But a player is going to do what a player wants to do, and a player is going to do what's best for him to do. And um, this may be what, you know, is best for him. So if it's not a contender, then I hope he gets as much money as he possibly can. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, another story from last week, uh, D-Jack, before you go, uh, was Stefan Diggs, right, and him not showing up to just the first, I think it was the first day of, of mandatory minicamp. Uh, and a report mm-hmm. over the weekend, you know, according to Ben uh, Volan of the Boston Globe, Stefan Diggs is frustrated with his role uh, in the offense and also, you know, wish they, they'd have uh, or, or consider more of his input in play calling. Uh, I mean, you you are a former number one wide receiver. Can you, can you really relate to the situation that's going on with Stephon Diggs? Like, just what are your thoughts on, on the whole situation in its, uh, you know, in its entirety? Um, I mean, it, it's, it's tough. I honestly think, you know, anytime you're a top receiver in the, in the offense and, you know, your number is called as much as his is called, I mean, you definitely have impact on the offense. You definitely have say so on what's going on on the plays, on who's calling the plays, you know, in, in, in your your quarterback situation. So I think for him, I think financially, you know, with him playing at the level he's playing, I think he's obviously wanting more. He sees a lot of these guys getting new deals and, you know, getting paid and getting taken care of. So I, I think it's just one of the situations where, where you're at the top of your game and you're that guy, you always want to make sure you're being taken care of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think it's too, too big of a deal. I think they'll handle it there. I mean, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I, they would be crazy not to make sure he's happy. I mean, even though he's played at a high level, um, I think he's deserving of whatever he's asking for. But uh, that's that's always a tough to- topic and a tough subject. You know, you, I, I don't really like to comment on people with financial situations. I mean, whatever they're deserving or whatever they're asking for, depending on what they're bringing to the team. You know, it's his personal reasons, but I think they'll handle it. I think him missing a, a day or two, whatever it was of OTAs, yeah. I think I, I don't. I think it'll be swept under the rug, and once season comes, I think everything will be worked out. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'd say so too. Ashley, anything to add there? 
No, I agree completely with that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But hey, man, DJ, you know, as always, it's a pleasure having you on. Appreciate you. Uh, and I think we, we got you back on uh, on Thursday, right? Yep, I'll be here, bro. Tapped in, man. man. Thirsty man. Thursday. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, All right, DJ. Yeah, take it easy, man. All Appreciate right. you again. All Appreciate right. you, DJ. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, have a good Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And we welcome Antoine Walker to the show. Like like we just said, a nice, <laughs> nice little reunion there. Antoine, how we feeling? I'm good, man. Cool, cool. Summertime shot, man. There we go. Oh, there we go. Fine. Pleasure is always having you on the show. So let's talk some basketball. Let's talk some basketball. There was some uh, some news uh, that that broke over the weekend. I don't know if you saw it. You probably did. It's probably impossible not to have seen it up until this point. But the Wizards, they're trading Bradley Bill to the Suns, right? So in that trade, um, the, the, the Wizards sent, I said at the top of the show, uh, Bradley Bill, Jordan Godwin, or Goodwin, excuse me, and Isaiah Todd, to the Wizards for, excuse me, to the Suns for Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, uh, multiple second round picks and also multiple pick swaps. Antoine, I just want to ask you, who won this trade? Um, I think Phoenix won. I think, you know, the reason why I believe that Phoenix won, I think when you look at Kevin Durant and the age he's at, and you're trying to bring a championship there, and you can add a Bradley Beal to the to the equation, I think is, is unbelievable. Um, my thing I worry about with Bradley Beal a little bit is, is can when you start to play at this level, when you're playing with two other guys that are dominant guys that handle the ball and, and scoring the ball, can they figure it out? Mm-hmm. And so that's something um, those guys have to do. It. Obviously, Durant, we've seen Durant do it, playing with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. So we know that he can do it, and he probably can provide good advice and how it can work and get that chemistry together. But I love it. I like the fact that the Phoenix Suns is going for it. You don't want to waste a generational talent like Kevin Durant and not – have a legitimate shot um, and win the NBA title. So I love this. And uh, I love for Bradley Beal. Get an opportunity to play at meaningful games. Obviously, mm-hmm. we know he put up great numbers in Washington. But now he's back, going to be back on the, in the spotlight and have an opportunity to win the NBA championship. Absolutely. Definitely definitely has a chance now to win the championship. But Ashley, how you feel? I mean, because to me, um, it's, giving, it's giving Brooklyn Nets 2.0. I, I don't know. Antoine, <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on that after, after Ashley. I will, Ashley's, I will say that... The Suns won, but not by much right now. Here's mm-hmm. why. Whenever you can offset a massive contract like Chris Paul and get a younger player in return is a benefit, mm-hmm. right? Shamit, yes, they took something off their bench and now they're even less deep than they were to begin with. He wasn't putting up crazy numbers, but it still is an additional body, an additional mm-hmm. player. So they lost in that sense. But again, moving that Chris Paul contract was huge, right? So they won there. They lost right now because DeAndre Ayton is still currently on the team. You don't know what you're going to get from him in return when you're looking to move him. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer they're going to move him because Mm -hmm. they have to. They need to go ahead and get pieces to go ahead and build around this big three. With that said, I do think, though, it is interesting. I said at the top of the show, 
that front offices have not seemed to grasp the concept of top heavy top heavy offenses in the NBA right now do not work. Mm -hmm. This is not even if you look at some of the super teams that you know made the biggest waves and the biggest splash. You know in previous years, you talk about the big three in Miami. You talk about the big three in Golden State. They still had great benches. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting what the Suns do with DeAndre and how they can go ahead and flip that into depth. Because if they don't, they are in the exact same position with a slightly better, not slightly better, with a better player, but they don't have anything else to account for it. And in the West, that is not going to work. If you keep DeAndre Ayton, that's going to be a problem because, again, you're still in the same situation. You're a top-heavy offense, absolutely no depth. That does not work in the NBA. Mm -hmm. We have seen it not work time and time again, which is why players are trying to get deeper. Mm -hmm. um, so right now, they did win because they moved Chris Paul. They got Bradley Beal in return, but they st they're nowhere near complete, and hopefully they know that. Yeah. Yeah, so like I said, what's your thoughts on that, Antoine? Because this team does well, seem to be very top-heavy, right? Well, I, 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 your, your take, Assy, is very interesting, but I think it can be done. I, I think about how Miami sure. built their team. I think how Miami built their team is I'm the Phoenix Suns. I'm looking that way. I'm talking about when they had LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. You have to go out. This is when your GM and your scouting department has to be really good yeah. at putting the pieces around them. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be guys that obviously you're going to be able to pay a lot of money to. You got to get minimum guys, got to get veteran guys. And if their GM is, if this is where you earn your money at, yeah. you put the right pieces around them. You're going to win games. I, and I think you do make a valid point that to, to win a championship, you got to have all these things. Other, but they can build. I'd rather have the three stars and have the pressure of building around them and putting some pieces around them any day of the week. So I, I will take my chances with that. See, they have to figure out, is Aiden going to be able to play with them? Do you want the, the middle right. of the floor open up? That's the first thing you have to start. Do we want to keep an Aiden? Because maybe you just trade him because you don't need a center no more. You know, you need a guy that's going to come and re rebound and block shots. Aiden is a guy that touches the basketball. You need 20 and 10. This is a guy. So you got to make, now you got to put these type of pieces around him. That's where it gets interesting. Can, he, can they do the right things around these guys so they can be successful? But I'll take this victory any day of the week because mm -hmm. um, you got a legitimate shot and a legitimate chance now to win a title. So, no, absolutely. I, I I agree completely. And for people who may not have understood, you know, in the chat and stuff, what I'm saying is I like the move. That just can't be the only move because I don't mm -hmm. think it's enough. Right. I think right now it's a good starting point. I think Bradley Beal is an upgrade from Chris Paul for a multitude of reasons. And again, you had you were able to move that contract. It's just not enough. And if you can't flip Aiden into pieces, because by moving him, you'll be able to get some depth in return. And if you can't go ahead and also outsource depth other places, they're going to be in the same situation. I don't think Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant without additional pieces are enough. If they can go ahead and build, which is what I hope that front office is already thinking and contemplating, okay, how do we build, you know, around these guys? I agree with you. I think this is a team that can go very, very far. If they don't, I think they're in the same situation that Kevin Durant has found himself in with the Brooklyn Nets or the Suns found themselves in last season. It's not going to be enough when you start competing against teams that also have their own big three or big two, but also have strong benches. That's where they're going to go ahead and cross get 
come across a problem. Yeah, yeah. And I just add this, and I think what people got to understand with this type of you have to make these type of moves because we saw the Miami Heat um, obviously made had a great run, um, unbelievable season. But those teams, when it gets to the nitty gritty, you talking about winning the championship, you got to have talent, and it's not taking away from Miami's depth. But when you have a team full of guys that were free agents, guys that work really hard to make it into the league. It, it becomes a talent difference at some point. If you really look at Denver's talent over Miami, it's a no-brainer why the Denver Nuggets won the NBA title. Mm-hmm. It just didn't match up. So I think you got to have talent to be able to win a championship. I'm not saying you can't make a run and with some guys that want to work hard and do certain things, but you got to have legitimate talent. you got to have star power and guys that can get it done. That's the reason why guys make $35, $40 million a year and they separate themselves because those are the guys that can really get it done. That's why you see a Jokic and those guys step up when it counts. They separate themselves when it's time to separate themselves. Right. So that's what I worry about when you try to build these super teams with the Suns. Now it's just about now you got to get creative as you got to figure out who's going to be the little pieces around them. You do have to have a little money to be able to pay a couple guys, mm-hmm. but you don't got to have that much because there's some guys out there that you know that can make two, three million dollars a year that that can really help and be good, great pieces to these to these guys because you got three studs now that can really get it done on a night in night out basis. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, but I want to talk Chris Paul now, right? So last week we were wondering Mm -hmm. if the Suns were going to part ways with Chris Paul and here we are, right? But is Chris, is this the last spot for Chris Paul, right? Is, you know, is another team going to swoop in? Reports were saying that, uh, you know, the Warriors and the Clippers were among teams who had, uh, you know, um, uh, sent in inquiries for Chris Paul. Uh, Lakers have actually emerged as a as a team that could potentially land Chris Paul, but they said that they're only willing to pay him the vet minimum. Um, do you see Chris Paul staying in Washington, or do you see him um, getting dealt away? No, he, he's not going to go to Washington. He, he's not in the point of his career right now. He doesn't need to go to Washington. Yeah, he needs to go to a team. He's going to have to take a tremendous pay cut. He's, he's not at that level anymore where you're going to pay Chris Paul thirty million dollars a year. I don't know what the number is. That's something that Chris will have to figure out with himself personally, what, what he's willing to pay for. But I think if he wants to win the NBA championship, he has to be looking at joining one of these teams, the, these teams that are that are stacked and where he can play a role. It may not be the starting role. As you get older in your career, there's nothing wrong with coming off the bench and, and playing a role. I won a championship with a guy named Gary Payton, oh, yeah. who played behind Jason Williams. He played, he let Jason Williams start, but Gary Payton closed out every game. Yeah. Yeah. See, and so it, it can work out. It's just a matter of what guys are willing to accept at this point in his career. Chris, ba- Chris Paul is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's nothing wrong with playing behind a young guard at this point in his career. Yeah. Those are some of the things you have to take. That's why, I ha- that's why I had so much respect for Camelo Anthony when he came back. He took whatever role a team was willing to give him and flourished in it when he was coming off the bench in L.A. because he still wanted to play the game. So I think that's something that Chris Paul has to look himself in the mirror um, and say, maybe he's not running the team anymore. Maybe he's going to be on the team playing 20, 25 minutes a night, backing up. But he may be the, he may be the closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, Gary, his- Gary Payton, I, I, I can use that example because I saw Gary Payton yeah. do it and being on the team with him, he played behind Jason Williams. He had no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But he closed every game out because what? He was our best defensive. He was our best defensive guard. He can guard anybody once and twos. And his leadership, he knows how to win games. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of what Chris wants to do. Chris mm-hmm. is in a great and unique position. He's one of our smaller, smarter point guards to ever play the game. So he'll make the right decision for him. But mm-hmm. I think he should be willing to come off the bench right. and play behind a young guard and then close games out. 
Yeah. I mean, at this point in his career, it, mean, it, it'd be a sacrifice that's certainly worth it, right? I mean, because his only knock, oh, yeah. if it means to be on a contender, because his only knock has been, where's your ring? That's it. So, I mean, yeah, Ashley, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this situation? And of those teams that were considered Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, you know, which team also makes the most sense for Chris Paul right now? Well, that's the key word, and Antoine hit it right there, is he has to be willing. Yeah. I think the Clippers would be a fantastic fit for Chris Paul, but mm. he has to be willing to take a pay cut. And part of me wants to believe that he's willing to do that, but the majority part of me finds it hard to believe that a player who a few years ago, Chris Paul hasn't really changed in terms of his skill set mm -hmm. as to where he is currently as a player in the past few years. It's mm -hmm. been pretty much continuous. Like his, his skill set has pretty has been pretty much um continuous. Consistent. Like he hasn't mm -hmm. fallen off more, but he hasn't gotten better. He's yeah. been the same, right? Yeah. But I remember that he wanted a massive payday being pretty much the version of Chris Paul we see now. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's hard to believe that a player who wanted to be paid like a top tier point guard like the chris paul of lob city or the chris paul of new orleans not that long ago when he was basically the same version of chris paul he is in present day mm -hmm. is going to be willing to take a massive pay cut to join a team like the clippers i would like to believe it mm -hmm. i think it would be beneficial to him because i still believe that he can't when in the right situation utilized in the right way can still be an instrumental part of a team it's just hard for me to believe that someone who wanted that kind of a payday when he like i said was pretty much the version of chris paul that he is right now yeah is going to be willing to take the pay cut necessary to go ahead and join a team like that we're talking 30 million dollars mm mhm yeah, no, like to, that would have to be cut bare minimum cut. in half, if yeah. not a little bit less. Is right. he willing to do that? I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know. I that, don't that know minimum, if, he, if he's willing to do that. That minimum is less than three million right now. Oh, my God. So I don't know if he's taking. You're talking like, about going from 30 M's. <laughs> to, right. to 2.5. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, almost, yeah in that like area, this, 2 .5 I mean, that's tough. I, I can't see him doing that. It would be mm -hmm. like, whoa, if he did, mm -hmm. like he really is serious about winning this ring. Mm -hmm. Is he going to do that? I don't know. I don't even see him taking half a pay cut. And even half would be better than a vet min. Right, right, like right. I would even be okay with, all right, he's not going to take the vet minimum, whatever. I get it. I would even be okay with half a $30 million. I can't even see him doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like that already X's out Lakers and Warriors oh, you know, yeah. as far as, as organizations that might have money to pay him. So it's like maybe that, that Clippers spot actually makes the most sense. I, I just wanted to touch, like, what do you think about that uh, offer Dwight Howard had for him a couple of, uh, weeks back in Taiwan, <laughs> Ashley? I think that might be an option. Get that 30 mil back. Like Antoine said, though, it there comes a point where you have to really – think about the player that you are and not the player that you were. Mm -hmm. And there's no shame in that. Like he right. said, we're talking about a first ballot Hall of Famer. We're talking about the point guard. We're talking about one of the greatest point guards to ever play the game. Like nobody can take that from Chris Paul. Yeah. But there comes a point where you have to go ahead and think about who you are mm -hmm. and not who you were. And I know people will say, well, he's looking for a buyout and a release. 
okay, but if he doesn't get that, what's plan B? Right. And if you really want to win a ring and you know that you don't have many years left to do that, is the money more, is it holding on to the, is holding on to, uh, you know, the money more, which is, I'm going to call it an empty salary because yeah, you have the money, but you're not going to be part of a team that can win something. Mm -hmm. Or is it the rationale of like, I've made a bunch of money. Now it's time for me to try to get that piece of hardware. It's just a value. It's a matter of what's more important to him. And only he can answer that question. Well, it's only one thing guaranteed in this conversation. That's his money. So, I, I mean, so that, that's that's really what it comes down to. Um, and and every, everybody's financial situation is different. If that, Like you said, if it's about winning a championship, because there's no guarantee you're going to win that. So the only thing that's guaranteed true. is the only thing you win, the only thing that's guaranteed is money. Now I'll tell you this, there's nothing wrong. I won a championship. It's the greatest, one of the greatest feelings I've ever had. It's one of the greatest accomplishments that I've ever had in my life. So I'm not going to say it's not important. But at the end of the day, um, I don't see too many teams, uh, you know, giving back money and working their way around it. So if you've earned the right and that just do for that money, I think sometimes you guys, you got some business too. Yeah. Well, let me ask no, you sir. this, Antoine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose this question to you. If you're Chris Paul, and JP can correct me on the numbers, but I think Chris Paul has made, if I had to guess, probably 300 plus million dollars in his career between business endeavors, endorsements, on the court, everything Current else. date, 359 in just NBA. Okay, so that's $359 million, right? That's a lot of money. If you that's had insane. a $30 million contract on the table and say a buyout was not an option, and you had that kind of money. That was your net worth. That was your money. And there, it could even be greater than that. We don't know what his real estate portfolio and what other investments he has that may have not gone public yet. So let's just start. Let's just say 360 is what we know. If you were told, listen, a buyout is not an option for you, Antoine. But if you cut this salary in half, we can move you to a team that can possibly win something. Are you holding on to that money? Or are you saying I made X amount of money? Now it's time for me to win a ring because I can't hold on. To, I can't do both. I can't hold on to thirty million dollars and go to a team that's good. Like, what would? Where would you be in this argument right now? Um, what, if I'm judging, I'm. I don't know. I think he's accomplished in his career. I can just know the things that we've accomplished. I would go. I would give up half for a legitimate chance. But it had to be. I would have to really look at the team, and I know it's no guarantee just because the team. But if I'm going to a situation where I'm gonna have a legitimate chance with this team to win an NBA title, and, I, and I'm looking at my body, and I'm I'm just judging I'm on the outside looking in. To me, Chris Paul probably has one year left. He's been injury prone over the last couple of years. If I got one year left, hell, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna give back half of my salary to go to a team and give it give it a shot. And so that that's what up, I would you give up half for a team? I'm gonna give you three teams: Clippers, Warriors, Lakers. Any of those three teams? Are you giving up half? To play with the Lakers, I would. If what I could play with LeBron, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I probably I would do it. But okay, would, what about give Clippers? up eighty percent though, as opposed I, to half? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not. I'm Jeez. Kawhi too iffy for me. What about Golden Chris State? Park. I think the run's over. I just think it's over. I think he doesn't. It doesn't. You know, him, Steph Curry together in the backcourt doesn't impress me. Hmm. Doesn't. It doesn't. I, I don't think they complement each other really well. Yeah, no. Okay, um, so just the Lakers. Just the Lakers. Okay. Just the Lakers. Because I've seen LeBron James play with a Kyrie Irving. I know he can play without the ball and still be effective. 
Um, I know how good Chris Paul and Anthony Davis can be in the pick and roll, how he can be effective, how he can help that game. But I think Chris Paul with the Lakers will help those other guys too really well. Because now you add another playmaker. You got to remember LeBron's really the only playmaker on the Lakers. Yeah. No, so now you get, I get another playmaker who can get other guys shots. He's going to make other guys better too. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like half, I, more than four. I like half if Chris is willing to give up half his salary to put himself in a situation to win the championship. But it's got to be with the right team, though. Ash, it, it can't just be be oh, giving up I, half my salary to play. It's got to be a team that I really believe that we can win it, and you know, try to. I mean, obviously, you don't you don't know if you're going to win it, but you, it's got to give me the best chance to win it. A hundred percent. I agree with, I agree with that completely. It has to be a contender it has to be a team that has the possibility there. I wouldn't expect him to give it up to go play no shade to the Portland trailblazers. Like, no, it has right. to be a team that there is a promise and there is a chance yeah. um, because a chance is more than he has. If he holds on to the whole 30 million, 30 million, it's going to be a team that can afford to pay him, but they're not going to go anywhere. So what yeah. about the 76ers? If James Harden leaves, they need a point guard. And they I don't, got think, Philly, I don't think Philly works only because they would require too much of Chris Paul. Okay. If James and Harden I, leaves, that now he's point guard number one. I don't think he, he – we've already seen you cannot put that long – you cannot put that strain on him. Yeah. He needs to go someplace that he's not expected to play a full game, that you could load manage him. You could even possibly not start him in the beginning of the season because if you wait, because if you start him, say, let's say you start him November, right? Which I'm going to go, it's really end of October. But let's say start of the season. Come post All-Star break, you're not going to have him. Like you're not. Yeah. I Come think... April, he, he's going to have no legs. Like yeah. so you can't do that. It's like, probably better to have I remember, him come off the bench. I remember how Antoine kind of put it at the beginning of the show. Like, I think he's just that veteran point guard that comes in and just close games, right? Like, like a Gary mm -hmm. Payton. Isn't that how you had, you had, uh, yeah. you know, told the story? Yeah, Gary, think... yeah, Gary, Gary played the fourth quarters. Exactly. I mean, if you want to really boil it down to it, he was playing because he could defend. He's mm -hmm. going to make the right play. Yeah. Get the... And not taking anything away from Jason Williams. Jason Williams is actually great mm -hmm. for us. He played terrific. Mm -hmm. But Gary's going to, that veteran guy, he can guard multiple positions. He's going to help you get stops. He takes a lot of pressure off D-Wade yep. and having to guard that start two guard. Yep. It was just a lot of different ways we was able to use Gary to help D-Wade out. Yep. And, and, yeah. and different ways that Jason Williams couldn't help him out. Yeah, no, no you're right. And, and I, honestly, we saw the Heat do that with Kyle Lowry, too. If you watch the Heat's game, closely. of course, I was somebody who watched them very closely. But uh, Kyle Lowry was typically the point guard in the game to close the games. And we saw less of Gabe Vincent. It was kind of like that same dynamic. And uh, I think Chris Paul can serve, you know, as that same type of point guard for somebody. So we'll see what happens with Chris Paul. But moving on, John Morant, Antoine, he received his yeah. fate for the lack of way of you know, lack of a better way to put it. But uh, 25 mm -hmm. games, 25 games is, is what the NBA is giving him. Not fair, deserved, or not enough? What do you think? Um, I think it's very fair. Okay. Um, I think it, hopefully it's a wake-up call for him. Um, I just looked at it, you know, from a guy like myself uh, who got robbed and, you know, I mean, I, I had a lot of jury at one point in my, in my life. And, you know, I, I tried to so-called keep it real, be around the guys, and, and backfire. I got robbed three times in my life Man. and you know that those those are very uncomfortable life-threatening situations to be in i think when you play the gun game it's not something you want to do uh, people out here watching it, and i played in the era where it didn't have social media like it is now so 
everybody know you never know man you, you get in the city certain places they try you you can't enjoy yourself mm-hmm. you know people are always envious of you so i think it's a good wake up call for him personally so losing some money losing some games um maybe losing the endorsement here and there mm-hmm. maybe that's the wake up call he needs yeah. and it gets it gets him on a straight and narrow so i hope he does it's just something you just don't want to play with um you know i don't know him but i see the things that it's just something and, and then the put it on social media so the whole world i mean these guys got millions of followers and, and people are watching everything you do um so hopefully he gets it man this guy can be this is a hall of fame talent yeah i mean this is it's not just a regular guy that's in the league this is a hall of fame talent this is a guy that can you know obviously probably make three four hundred million dollars on the court as well as a hundred million off the court mm-hmm. if he got his act together he's mm-hmm. that dynamic and all that's at risk now he can change it I mean, obviously, going to have to, um, his image is going to do some things, but he could change it. But I think hopefully this punishment wakes him up. Um, he changes changes how he handles himself, especially in his personal time. Yeah. One, put your phone down. Right. Make your friends put your phone down. I'm not saying we, we're not going to do anything. Everything's going to be perfect. But you got to make sure that you got these phones down and, and you're putting yourself in the best position possible, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything to add there, Ashley? I know we had talked about this really at the top of the show. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I think that it's obviously, um, you know, 25 was what my estimate was just because he didn't do anything illegal. He just embarrassed the NBA. He kind of spit in the face of the commissioner because they did, you know, take it easy on him the first time around. Um, I think that it's circling back and it coming out that it wasn't even a real gun is moronic. I mean, you already are in a situation where all eyes are on you because you were waving a real gun, allegedly, um, the first time around in the club. And you say to yourself that waving a fake gun on Instagram Live is a better option because it's hmm. not a real gun. Like, nobody could tell it's not a that real gun. Exactly just watch, like you know what I'm saying? Gun. Watching the video. So it's just the lack. It's the decision making that's questionable. Um, but people, listen. People make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. That's 16, 15, $20 million that he's going to lose out on, you know, first quarter of the season, his team is going to be affected. Um, but hopefully like Antoine says, you, you learn your lesson, you know, Nike is not going to drop him. They've already come out and said that, you know, he's, you know, they're going to stand behind him. Um, you know, his endorsements are still going to be there, which is, you know, lucky for him because some blessing. people aren't that lucky. And we've seen that happen. We've seen that play out. Some people go ahead and lose everything because of a mistake that they've made. Um, and he's made the same mistake more than once. Um, but one of my favorite sayings is once is a mistake, twice is a, is a choice. Mm-hmm. And he made a choice. And he is now at the crossroads where, crossroads where he can make a better choice or he can make the same choice again somewhere down the line. And hopefully when the situation presents itself to either make the same choice or make a different choice, he has grown and done the work necessary to make a different choice. Mm-hmm. And only time will tell. But, um, you know, I, I can understand why a lot of people don't believe the statement that he put out um, because it is remnant of the first one that he put out mm-hmm. and he ended up making the same decision. So right now you're kind of working in a deficit and that's what happens when, you know, you lose people's, trust or you lose people's good graces is that you have to work your way out of a deficit. And I think it's possible. I don't think his career is over. Like Antoine said, we're talking about a hall of fame level talent. Um, he just has to make better decisions and that's completely in his control and redemption is completely 
possible. So it's not the end of John Morant. He just has to get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully it is a lesson learned this time around. But all right, moving on. This is an interesting one. Warriors forward, excuse me, forward Draymond Green plans to decline his player option and become an unrestricted free agent this offseason. Thought that was very interesting. He was set to uh, earn $27.5 million with his player option. Antoine, I wanted to ask you, though, what does this mean for Golden State, right? It, like with his departure, is this, you know, the end of end of the, you know, like the run for the Warriors is the end of their dynasty? I don't think it's the end. I'm, I'm never going to, you know, you got Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. I'm never going to, um, it's definitely not the end. But he is a big piece of what they've done and, and the success they've had, if you want to call it a dynasty or whatever. But whatever, the, all the love and success they had has been because of Draymond Green. He's played a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. um, been a terrific player with them. So they're going to have to find a replacement. That may, be, that may come in one guy. If they're able to get find a guy that kind of has similar skill sets. Or it may come from a couple people. Mm -hmm. um, but as long as you still got Stan, uh, Steph and Clay and, and playing at a high level, they're still going to be in the mix. But I think it's the right decision for, for Draymond Green. He's kind of ran his course there. I think the situation with Jordan Poole was kind of the icing on the cake. Um, a young guy on their team that he, you know, and you you fight this guy, and it just it just changed the, it. Just I think it changed that whole team. They they may not they may downplay it, we know, but I think it just changed everything um, with that organization. But business wise, player wise, I think it's a great move for Draymond Green because I don't necessarily know how is it another big payday out there for him. Mm -hmm. So he's opting out. He may be able to tack on one or two more years with another team and, and get him some more money. He's still playing at a high level. So I like the move um, for him, but it's just got to be the right fit. I don't know what that fit is. I have to really sit down and, and analyze and think about because he has a tremendous skill set, mm -hmm. uh, a power forward that can handle the basketball, but he's not a great shooter, but he does a lot of intangibles on the court that sometimes does not show up in the stat sheet. What teams are going to need that? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's going to be interesting to see what team what, uh, really makes an offer for him. But I like it for him. It's a great move business-wise, regardless of what's going on in Golden State. He has an opportunity probably to tackle on two, three more years and make a little bit more money and, and conclude his career. So I like the move for him. Mm -hmm. Ashley, your thoughts real quick. I mean, he's in France right now with LeBron. I so... was going to add that. Yeah, she didn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, listen, it's no secret LeBron and, and Draymond are like besties. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Draymond leaves. I know that that's the hot. I know that people want to believe that he does. I don't know if. I'm not he sold. leaving. Really? <laughs> I'm not sold. Yeah, I'm, I, don't I don't know that for sure, him. but I'm, I'm th I think I'm sold. He's leaving. Yeah, it's your I don't know. There's still a part of me that thinks that him and Steve Kerr have a strong enough relationship that he can convince him not to leave. I do think that one of the two, I think Jordan or him have to go. You can't keep both. Mm. I think that relationship is beyond repair. Um, I think it's affected the team beyond repair. I don't think a season's going to make a difference. They do not, or rather Jordan does not like him. Um, and respectfully so not negating, you know, his feelings and things like that. But, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm 100% sold on Draymond leaving yet. Could I see it happening? Yes. But a part of me wants to believe that he he's still going to stay. He's still staying with Golden State. Well, let's the be stronger real. part of me, it sounds like he's like, he's staying. Well, let's think about this one. Most guys use their player option. They're opting out because they feel like they want to make more money. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, 
27 million dollars a year i mean making 27 million i, I don't know how much more money he's going to get on the open market so right. uh, i mean unless he was unless he was told or guaranteed by somebody i think 27 million is, is a is a solid number what he's going to get you know what i mean so i don't know if he's going to get he's not going to get 35 on the open market <laughs> yeah. so I, I can see him wanting to leave he's he, he wants to leave to play with some player on another team mm. Maybe he feels like his his, his time has ran yes. out in Golden State, and he wants to. I mean, I'm pretty sure he has a small wish list. I'm not. I don't know his list, wish list where he wants to go, but he has to for him to opt out. It, could, it was not about money. Does Draymond does a, Draymond move the needle for the for the Lakers though? I don't think he does. No, I don't think he does either. Um, but it's something I'm willing to try out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, yeah. man, it's a play, you, you know, if I got an opportunity to play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, with, with his skill set and what he brings to the table, I'm willing to see if it can work. It may not, but I want to see it. Antoine, you know the Miami know. Heat. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm like 70, 30 on this argument. 70% of me thinks he stays with Golden State. Yeah. But they're going to give him no more money, though. That's why I don't see Golden I State. Think the, I think the I opting out, yeah. for me, the angle that I'm thinking of, is the opting out was like, it's either, it's me or Jordan. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily he wants to really explore mm. the market or if he just mm. wants to change the landscape of the Warriors. Like, mm. if you don't get rid of him because we can't make this work, I'm leaving. Like, I've already made that mm. clear that I'm not interested in staying if he's here. And if you don't believe me, watch this here's my here's my non-bluff mm -hmm. i think that if that team doesn't change its landscape because i personally think the warriors are in better positioning team wise than the lakers are right now the lakers still need to build their team out and Kyrie, you don't know what's happening there there's word that he wants to stay in dallas there's word the lakers aren't going to make a push for him dame's obviously not leaving he's staying in portland like the lakers still need to like they still need to figure it out the Warriors are in, a, are in a better position than the Lakers are right now. I think that Draymond knows that. I, For me, it feels like this is a bluff. This, I, I could be wrong, but 70% of me thinks he stays with the Warriors. 30% of me thinks what you think, Antoine. He knows he's not going to get money, more money elsewhere, but he just wants a change of environment. I don't know. Well, look, on ESPN, Kendrick Perkins actually said that the Warriors need to build around the core that is – Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, and Steph Curry, meaning send out, send off Klay Thompson. I want to get your thoughts on that, Antoine Walker. Do you think that's the core that they should essentially build around? I know Ashley's kind of on the on the side of they need to keep Draymond. So is Klay Thompson potentially a player that they part ways from? No, I don't think you do that. I think you keep them together. You, in the NBA, it's about being being able to shoot the three. It's a big part of the game. Mm -hmm. Not letting one of the greatest three point <laughs> shooters. To play the game go right. and then he's still playing at a very high level that's something i'm not going to do mm -hmm. and you've had nothing but tremendous success with him and steph in the backcourt so that's the i'm not doing that <laughs> obviously you got to think about i mean it's jordan Poole or maybe a wiggins mm -hmm. as, the, as the guys if i if i'm trying to make a move i keep my big three together i would i mean obviously if i'm going to stay i'm asking draymond to come back i mean draymond brings a lot to the table so i'm not mm -hmm. taking that away mm -hmm. i just think when you talk about dollars and cents and what i'm dollars and cents and what i'm willing to pay him Moving forward, is, that's a different story. But he's a big part of that. I, I, I'm trying to, if I'm going to stay, I'm always trying to keep Draymond, Clay, and Steph together. Mm, mm. You know what yeah. I mean? If we have to part ways with Jordan, um, with Jordan Poole because that situation may not work, it's too much tension, then we do that. 
but I'm going to keep that big three together until I until I feel like they cannot compete for championships. No, no, listen. And that may be, that may be one more year. That may be two more years. We don't know. Yeah. But I'm not breaking that big three up. Me neither. Until I, until I b- truly believe that they cannot compete for a championship. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not re right now. I'm not obviously got to put a, a good supporting cast around them, but they're still in the mix. They're still a top four team in the West. They're still in the mix of a team that could compete for a championship. The dollar amount, if Damon Green wants to opt out, we can play with the money a little bit. I may not start him at 27 because we got to. We still got to build the team around them. So I still got to have, right. still got to have some money. So I may, the number may not be 27. It may be years. I may want it to say, okay, look, we're going to give you three more years at say 20 million. So we mm. give you three for 60 mm. instead of paying you 27 million, you know, per year. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a creative way that you can make this work and still be able to add to the team. And then maybe you give up a Jordan pool because now, you know, you notice these guys cannot cause this. It's just too much tension. And now Jordan Poole being a good young talent, you're going to get something back pretty good for Jordan Poole. I think his value is pretty high in the league. You guys would agree with that. He's, he's, I mean, he's pretty. his value is decent in the league where you're either going to get a good solid pick or you can get another good young player for him. Yeah. So that's something that I would do. I, I'm going to say I'm not breaking up the big three until, until I realize that they until I say, hey, they can't win at a high level. Yeah. I agree with that completely. I I don't think that that window has closed for the Warriors. I think that it's still, I think that this was a little bit of a a tougher season um, for a multitude of reasons. Um, The biggest one, obviously, the Jordan Poole Draymond situation, I think trickled down and just affected the team in ways that maybe a lot of people underestimated, myself included. Um, But I don't think that you can pull the plug on this big three under the guise of last season. I think last season was unfortunate and there were a lot of things working against them from the inside out. And I wouldn't use that as the gauge of can this team do it again? Steph Curry is playing some of the best basketball of his career. His window's not closed. Um, Clay Thompson, while he may have lost a step in other areas, we've seen him when he gets hot, he's still, he can still do it. I just think that it needs to be recalculated a little bit. But I agree with Antoine. That I, I don't think you closed the chapter on this team yet. Mm-hmm. And you can only not close it if you can keep the three of them together. Yeah, no, we'll certainly be following the Warriors closely as they figure that out there. But I want to talk about a guy that, that Ashley just had briefly mentioned when we were talking about, um, you know, Draymond and potentially going to the Lakers or uh, or to the, to the, the Portland Trailblazers. But Damian Lillard. Right, we'll talk to Damian Lillard. He said he prefers that the Trailblazers trade the number three pick to give him, you know, more players to work with on his team. He said that, you know, he still would like to be a Portland Trailblazer, but obviously, he he, he wants some help. Antoine, do you think the Trailblazers will be able to get enough, or or, or what Damian Lillard wants in return for that number three pick? I think, and this is it's, it's always hard. I love Damian's loyalty. To, to the, the Portland Trailblazers. And, and obviously, I like what the Portland Trailblazers have done for Dame and paying him and making he's always made max money. So that's fine. But I think at some point in the organization, if you're not able to make a big splash to get him, if we, we do, you listen to the conversation we're having. We're talking about big threes. We're talking about guys that have multiple stars. Yep. The one superstar on the, on the team with a bunch of young guys is not going to win the NBA. 
you're, you're not good. You're not going to be good enough to compete at a very, very high level. Dame has made, obviously we know Dame has made a, a ton of money at this point in his career. I think because their relationship is so close, I think Portland Trailblazers, I say, listen, man, we go, Dame, we don't want to trade you. Obviously we want you to be in Portland forever, but we have to rebuild. You are our best asset. We can get a ton of picks for you. We can get, well, we can probably get a couple young players for you. We're going to make a move. What team you want to go to? Mm-hmm. And give them a list of teams. Yeah. Give them seven, eight teams and have them pick one. Yeah. And say, look, pick your team and we're going to try our best to get you over there and we're going to see what the best assets they can give us back. Yeah. That's what a point at right now if I'm Portland Trailblazers. You know, you got Dame, you're going to be competitive, he's going to keep you in most games, but the West is too tough. <laughs> I'm looking at the other competition in the Western Conference. Loaded. You're not going anywhere with Dame just being on a team by himself with a bunch of young guys. It's just not going to happen. So, if Portland and Dame have a great relationship, go to them and say, hey, look, give us a wish list of where you want to go. We're going to try to figure out the best thing possible for our organization and for you, and just let's move on. I think that's what Dame is at in his, is right now with Dame with being with the Portland Trailblazers. I think they have to get younger. They got to rebuild um, with that organization. He's a great asset to start rebuilding, whether you want to get two young players for him, you want to get a, a bunch of picks for him. This is the time to do it. And Dame has got to be understand that. And, and if he Dame wants to win and add something to his legacy, because Dame's a Hall of Fame. I mean, going to be a Hall of Famer. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But do we want to play for a championship? Do we want to be in meaningful games? We know they had a little stretch there when it was him and LaMarcus Aldridge where they made deep, good playoff runs. Mm-hmm. But do we want a legitimate chance to win a title? And that's something that Dame has to think about. And we got to also say, Dame got a big contract, man. He got a lot of money. He's not going to be easy to move. Yeah. So this is not going to be easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wants to join one of those super teams, because most of those super teams, cap space is gone. Yeah, right, right, right. Now that's a good point there. Yeah, no, we'll see. I mean, Ashley, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> I have like a toxic relationship with Dame, and I'm not even a trailblazer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's just like, do you want to stay or do you want to go? And I'm right. a huge Dame Willard fan, but it's like I feel like we do this song and dance every single season, every single off season. It's is Dame leaving the tra- Portland Trailblazers and he'll breadcrumb that like he's interested in other teams or or there will be reports rather he's interested in other teams or he'll like certain things on social media and people take that and run with it. And then ultimately, it's about a few weeks of that just to get back to the point that he's not leaving. He wants to stay in Portland. He wants to see it through. And I just feel like. Only Dame can only Dame can change Dame's situation. Like you can want what you want for him, but he has to want what he wants for himself as well. And if he wants to stay in Portland, I'm okay with that. I've already come to terms that he wants to do it his way, and that's to stay in Portland. What it get what gets frustrating is the little breadcrumbing of like is he is he interested in going here and the liking of the it's just like you know you're not leaving. I know you're not leaving. We know you're not leaving. You know what I mean? It's like it's like dating a guy. It's like being in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they're constantly telling talking. you how unhappy they are, and they like certain pictures on social media to get mm-hmm. under your skin. And, yeah, maybe it worked the first time. Maybe it worked the second time. Maybe it worked the third time. But mm-hmm. the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh time around, you're like, you're not leaving. I'm not leaving. Yeah. Like, stop doing this. Do you, do, you want a hug? do you want me to cuddle you? Do you want me to scratch your head? Do you need attention? Do you want me to say you're the best? Do you want me to oh, take man. you out on a date? I got you. Like, stop doing this, okay? Nah. It's it's just that. It's just like, 
Dame, you, you can move or you can stay. Mm -hmm. But we, the song and dance is just, the song and dance is old. The song and dance but the, is Can I also add too, though, and, and what we got to understand. And as a basketball player, it's like, I was very fortunate. I won a college championship. I won an NBA championship. But sometimes championships are not important to every player. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. So we have to realize that. I think sometimes basketball fans and people we watch, everybody's like, well, damn, he didn't win a championship or he he was never played in the finals. Sometimes that's not important to guys. You know what I mean? That, you know, that's not everybody's thing that they, they want to win a title. Mm -hmm. They want to be there. And they, and it seems like that's not number one priority for them. Yeah. Even when he signed the extension back with Portland, where he probably could have went somewhere else. It seems like he wants to be in Portland, and he's trying to force them to try to put this team around him, mm -hmm. and they're not in position to do it. Mm. They don't have enough assets to be able to, to do it. He is the asset. Yeah, no, he you is. Know what I mean, so, and, yeah. and, and I think that's, what, that's where it's at. But if I'm Dame, I'll come out and say, hey, listen, I'm, I love being in Portland. I love this organization. I want to continue to play for this organization, and that's where I'm going to be at. Instead of putting it out there like, you know, that a title was something that you're thinking about and winning and all that, it could be internal that you think about that to yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be in Portland and you have a, a, that much loyalty to this organization, which you should, they mm -hmm. paid him, what, over $400 million? Mm -hmm. um, so they've shown their loyalty to him. So I think that's the thing. And and I think that's something that Dame has to look at. Don't try to tell them to trade their future. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you, I don't think coming out telling the team trade number three pick, don't trade your future. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know I mean, you don't do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, just you know, if that's if you want to be there and you want to be and you want to be there, just say be there, and you have to put up with that because mm -hmm. the opportunity for him to go somewhere else, I'm sure, can be done. Mm -hmm. um, but don't let him have him leverage your future where you on the back end of your career. Right. On that note. And lastly, do not say. One thing that we can't do also is, oh, Dame wants to win right now, but he also doesn't want to wait for young talent to develop. Dame, you can't have it both ways. This is not a team right. that's winning right now. And you knew that situation when you took the money. This is not a championship team. This is not a team that's ready to go the distance. This is a team that is semi-rebuilding. This is a team that has a bunch of young guys that have to be molded and have to be developed while yes, they may be more ready than say some other rookies or some other young guys. They're not ready to win a championship yet. So you can't have it both ways. You can't want to stay in a situation and do things your way and take the money a hundred percent. Okay. Not knocking that. And then want a championship team. When you took the money and decided to stay in Portland, you knew that this team was not a championship team. You can't all of a sudden flip the switch and say, oh, I'm not I'm not willing to wait for young talent. I'm not willing to do it that way. <laughs> well, you, you kind of are because when, when you sign on the dotted line, you knew the team that we had and the team that we were building. Yeah. It just has to be a level of awareness. Yeah. And that's, I think, all that I want from Dame is a level of awareness that there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing it your way. But with that, comes consequences and with that comes a level of patience and whether he said it directly or whether the reports are that he said it or whatever the case may be you can't have it both ways and that's really what it comes down to and that's okay Damian Lillard quit playing and come down to Miami it's a wrap <laughs> it's a wrap it is a wrap Antoine Walker we appreciate you for being on as always it was a pleasure um, but that's that's Ashley Nicole Moss that's me that's Wu in the West, BC in the booth. 
And that's it for today. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Appreciate you. Bye, y'all.